Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Christmas special of your own personal Beatles. A little bit delayed, ho, ho, ho. Sorry about that, but better late than never. Johnny White really, really is joining us yet again. Friend of the show. Hi, Johnny. Hello, hello, hello. And hello. Robin is also here. Hello. Per. How's it all going? Good Christmases? Oh, yeah. Seems like a long time ago. Got, you've got to give up for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we uh, we're going to do this before Christmas, but due to a combination of illnesses and scheduling and life events and all that, it didn't happen. So here we are, and mm. we're going to do a Beatles cover challenge, Volume Two. Uh, if you remember the format of the first one, uh, we picked a Beatles song for each other to cover, covered said song, and then discussed the results therein mm. um and it was really fun last time so we thought yeah. we'd give it another go yeah so we did actually record before christmas when we gave each other our songs uh, but johnny was on the holloway road somewhere i was i was an angel you're an angel okay. was, you well, are an angel <laughs> forgive me <laughs> i remember it well i was walking um, around angel on zoom mm. yeah and unfortunately the recording wasn't tip top so we're gonna have to just do a quick sort of pricey of the story sure. so far but um we mixed it up a bit from last time and um robin you picked for johnny didn't yeah. you do you want to tell us what you picked for johnny and why sure um i picked rain for johnny to cover because it's a song i got kind of quite obsessed with when the revolver box set came out i love rain i've, I mean, I've always loved rain it's such an interesting song and I just thought it would it would suit Johnny's kind of vibe, so I'm really excited to hear his version of it. Good stuff. Um, and I picked for you, and I picked only a northern song, mm. which I just thought textually you could do something interesting with. You're sort of probably more into the well, like the mid George era than I am. Mm. Um, I think we can all agree the later stuff is amazing, yeah. but I think he doesn't really get good until sort of 1968, which is, you know, potentially a controversial opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll be very interested to see what you do with it. It's got some interesting harmony and stuff going on. Mm. Johnny, you picked for me. Michelle. Michelle. Mabel. Because I know, because it has not only across the sort of range of notes, but across the, it's got the re- various ranges of a, of, a, of a classic crooner song. Mm. So it really does. <laughs> and it is a song that I semi-regularly sing in the palm tree. I didn't know that. that is, you uh, you regularly sing it with a semi. It's not one of, yeah, <laughs> it's not one of the uh, core repertoire. I haven't actually sung in a palm tree for quite a while because the last time I did it, I was so pissed. I was yeah. a bit embarrassed to go back. Hard song but, to sing, isn't it? 
It is a tricky song to sing. Mm. A lot of these Paul ones are trickier than you think because he's so effortless. Mm. They're sort of harder than you'd think and there's lots of very small intervals which are quite yeah. hard to tune. So like range-wise, it's not massively difficult, but there's a lot of kind of Do you know there's dynamic a, range. I, thought, I saw a picture of um, Paul playing bass with a capo. I think that's what he played on Michelle. You mean like a, from the Mafia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a capo. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And I thought, oh, what's that interesting song? And I realised the photo's so well so well known that in Beatles' world it's called, like, Bass Capo Day or oh, something. Really? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, that well known. You know, yeah, we celebrate it every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. But um, I'm in, excited to hear your cover of Michelle. Well, I'm excited to hear all of them. I've refrained from listening to them, mm. even though you've sent them to me. So who shall we kick off with? How should, what, should we play rock, paper, scissors to see who... Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, so on three. Okay, is it on three? How are we going to do that with three? Winner stays on, I think. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. okay, terrifying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. Oh, so one, on three, you mean on three as in boom, boom? One, two, and then reveal. reveal. Yeah, because yeah, okay. it always okay. annoys me when Victoria Corrin Mitchell in the music round of Only Connect says one, two, three, and then expects oh, yeah. them to join on the fourth beat. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's a minor quibble. Yeah. <laughs> it, with all the best will in the world, it's not a great radio uh, format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. Ready? One, One, two, three. three. Ooh, Johnny, Johnny wins. us both. I beat with, you both. Uh, so I think Paper that, beats two So I get stones. to choose I think you get first. to choose who goes first, yeah. Oh. Michelle. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Okay, well, I'm glad to get mine out of the way. Oh, I'm so, excited to hear it. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there you go. You're doing it. Um, that was cool. So, so good. yeah, that was it. That was it. That was brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, it was quite traditional was in great. terms of the arrangement. That was exactly what I was hoping. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> It was like a good, you did a proper crooner version. Yeah. That, yeah. that was wicked. You can't do that song tongue in cheek. Yeah. Well, this is what or I realised. Because this was like the, the fourth version of it. I went right. back to the drawing board three times because I was trying to do something a bit more modern sounding. Yeah. But it just doesn't suit it. And it, you can't for the exercise of working out why these songs are so amazing. Yeah. You can't actually do that much with it. There's one where I completely sort of reharmonized it. And that didn't really work because the point of what makes the song so interesting is it's like kind of jazzy, gypsy jazz kind of roots. And the fact that it's sort of like inherently parodic. But yeah, it's also so managed to be mean? quite well it's like a parody. Yeah. Of it was started as a little joke that oh. Paul used to do at parties where he had a it doesn't sound like a very good joke, but he used to pretend to be French yeah. and go up to people at like John's art school parties and just go like ha ha ha. Yeah. He'd, <laughs> he'd learn a, a like diminished chord and tried to pull birds basically. Um, I mean he would use the phrase birds, sorry about that. Yeah. But but that's I suppose yeah, so when I said you can't do it ironically, it, it is a kind of tongue in cheek song, but I mean it's hard to sing. With, with a sense of irony because it's so hard to sing you have yeah. to put your you have to put everything into it because the leaps are really good you nailed those big yeah, leaps yeah the high notes are, are trickier than you'd think because there's no run up to them and it's all quite sort of soft i mean i belted it out a bit yeah <laughs> but um it's quite a delicate song and harmonically it's really interesting obviously the diminished seventh, mm. which is like obviously this new thing that he had found, which then George is like much more famous for later on. Mm. But harmonically, it's just, you know, it's classic Paul, really. It's like him not really trying, but still genius. Mm. And the kind of minor, major side. I mean, it's really, I played it on the piano there. Yeah, real piano by the sound of it. No. That's the Abbey Road piano. That's the Mrs. Mills. Not the actual one, but oh, the, right. the plug-in. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought um, it sounded like Because a real it's piano. really hard to play the it acoustically like they play it with the capo. Yeah. And the way that those chords sort of slide up. Mm. So the, the bass line in those kind of pivot things is going up. So if it's hard to explain the function of a diminished seventh if you're not like a kind of music nerd. But basically, it's like a stack of minor thirds. So every every inversion of the chord is identical, mm, like mm. and but and the bass note changes. So without wanting to get like too into it, that's what he's kind of playing around with. Mm. It? And things like the guitar solo, you try and change them, and you can't really because they're brilliant. Mm. I just added a harmony part on the top of it, so mm. it sort of plays in six. Which I always sing in, ever since I've heard this song, I've always sung that line in my head during that. The Wasn't that actually played on the bass? I don't know. That's, uh, it's like a very rolled off, toned, probably like Gretsch. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sort of, I think the uh, logic setting is cool jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I use cool jazz. Uh, which that is lovely. Really, it's great. Really nice jazz. production. Your voice is really yeah, sitting so on top of it all. Oh, well, wow, that's very kind. I'm great. not really very good at that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it was quite, it was funny how you just keep being pulled back to the arrangement that they did. 
I made an effort not to really listen to it. Mm. So I just did it completely from memory. And I was quite surprised how close it was yeah. in terms of like instrumentation and the arrangement is pretty much like even the sort of simple stuff. I guess it's so in my brain. Yeah. That, um, I would have wanted to get away from it and do something a bit more experimental, mm. but it just kept pulled me back in. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, it reminded me of the kind of way, you know, the way Brian Ferry is kind of a crooner, but there's an edge to it. Do you know yes. what I mean? Mm. It kind of reminded me of that um, in a way. It was very, very yeah. nicely done. Thank you. I mean, I was sort of thinking if I'm going to go, because my voice naturally goes that way. Mm. And if I sort of lean into sort of more Scott Walkery style, it kind of complements. I think you can't, if you're a trained singer, it's very hard to sing with any edge because mm. you just had that drilled out of you. I'd love to so. lean into Scott Walker. Mm. <laughs> Great. Um, Great French pronunciation too. Yeah, that's yeah. quite tricky doing yeah. the French because the way that French is written and spoken is very different to the way that it's sung. Mm. So if you have a word like ensemble, yeah, in French they would put quite a lot of emphasis on the bleu, so it's yeah. a it's a different syllable. Yeah. Or like rire, mm. it's two always two different words in French. Obviously, Paul doesn't do it so but it's hard to make it sound like you're not trying to do a french accent do you, ever, do you remember when you first heard it and i just thought it was english and i thought you were saying sunday mucky like something <laughs> mucky and, I, 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 and then i realized it was and i asked my french teacher to translate it and she wrote it on the blackboard so, oh, really? so yeah that's kind of odd but what did you think johnny and i absolutely fantastic i was but it was it exceeded my expectations no, it met my expectations and exceeded them. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that was really good, man. That was great. Oh, that was, thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a really hard song to do. Yeah. I don't think I yeah. could have done that one. It was a lot hard harder than the last one. Yeah. Because um, there's nowhere to hide, really. But in terms of like doing this hmm. compared to the song I did last time, which was Things We Said Today, yeah. which is, what, two years before this or maybe even... 18 months. Oh, well. This is so year. much more accomplished, yeah. like, compositionally. Only a year. Yeah, only a year. But it, like, um, yeah. yeah. Did you program the drums or did you use like yeah, They're just MIDI, MIDI drums. Yeah. Oh, that's... Mm. Yeah. It all sounded great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you'd been in the, in the lab. The piano was like really, the piano sounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, really shout good. out to the Spitfire oh, Abbey Road Sp plugins because oh, yeah. they're amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. piano sound is just, I would be hard pressed not to use it for everything because it just sounds, because you get the sound of the room of Abbey Road, mm. uh, which is. See if you can yeah. get, it for free, get them for free if you say. say After this. Nice <laughs> <about> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get on to plugins later. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So quite, quite a traditional version of it absolutely fantastic um, 10 on 10 yeah 10 on 10 10 on 10 i hope you enjoyed it right who should we do next then should we do papers rock papers scissors yeah, then? Sure. for us too you ready oh yeah right yeah you've sure. already you've yeah what oh well, yeah because johnny's oh, already I won think... oh yeah right already yeah, yeah. Won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you already won <laughs> sure okay okay i've already won what well, on three yeah <laughs> one two three oh, two scissors, scissors. one two three oh, oh scissors won. beats so do you want to listen to your own one or Johnny's one? Uh, um, can I get my one out of the way? Yeah. Absolutely, okay. let's do it. And I'm afraid I've got four pages of notes as well after, but we don't have to go through all of it. Well, of course but, we do. But I'll, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Well, here is Robin's version of Only a Northern Song.
It took ages. <laughs> it sounds like it took a while. Spent far too long on it. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Mm, yeah. I think the main thing was I wanted to capture... I mean, it's kind of a song about a song, so I wanted it, yeah. to, I wanted it to, to sound really tapey, so I wanted it to end with it kind of... Like sounding almost like it was disintegrating at the end, and kind of that's sort of had that kind of self awareness thing going yeah. on. Yeah, it's so pretty. <laughs> oh, good. How cool. many guitar parts have you got going on there? <laughs> um, I did uh, two acoustic parts and then two electric parts. I don't know, I was worried it just sounded a bit too 60s though, listening back to it there. Like I was it kind of, to... it, I was, it sounds a bit more sort of peak George early 70s yeah. <laughs> style, but then much more modern. Mm. But then the, it's obviously quite analog-y. Well, yeah, I guess, well, it's not analog-y. But yeah, but there's, you know, there's a lot of tapey, yeah, tapey yeah. effects and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> can I say I prefer it to the, to the Beatles version? <laughs> I, I think I do. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's, uh, well, the chord structure is much more sort of well-defined in that. Yeah, I mean, I got very into sorry i've got four pages of notes but i'll, I'll go i'll you put my notes at the top yeah i put my notes <laughs> <laughs> of the heading um so yeah to, be, to begin with like for me it was always a song where i would always get confused with it's all too much on yellow submarine like when i remember them they're, they're quite similar songs yeah and that they're quite collagey um and quite progressive very experimental um but when i sort of sat down to work it out i thought i started to found the chords so interesting i mean it's really really interesting i don't need to say it was recorded in february and april 1967 <laughs> maybe that's too much well, the your background. yeah 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 mine <laughs> one was but okay um it did take a long time <laughs> i think that the interesting an interesting point of comparison is if i needed someone another great george song which is based around the word if right and if you start a song with the word if you're basically saying you can't really trust anything that's happening in oh, yeah. the rest mm. of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really, really interesting. And so the the kind of main reading of the song is that it's like George in sort of taxman mode. Kind of he's complaining about his publishing detail yeah. about his publishing deal and that he's not getting as much money as Paul or John with mm. would off his own compositions. So that's that kind of that that's the kind of route one reading of it. Yeah. But it's and when I said like I, I didn't mean it at all in a dismissive way when I say it's pretty, yeah, because it's none of the there is a bit of ugliness, yeah, to the original and totally, you yeah. that, and your version I don't feel that at all it's a much more yeah sort of ethereal and nicer like it's such a lovely melody it's a beautiful it's weird melody it's, yeah it comes from a slightly spiky place well it is it is that there is that grouchy George thing but on another level the more I listened to it and I learned it, it there there's this kind of other much deeper level where he's actually sort of it's about this kind of situationist thing of like what is a song if i play a chord that's wrong what's making it wrong it's still a song you know and it's kind of like slightly pointing towards that more white albumy glass oniony kind of mm. thing it's quite yoko meta in a way it's very yeah it's very meta that kind mm. of um what makes this a song it's a song because I say it's a song. Like it kind of, there's almost that incredible string band quality of, about it. Of like, they would like write lyrics by pulling Scrabble letters out of a bag. Mm. And there's something almost similar going on with um, only a northern song. I think. Yeah. Let's, can I play the guitar? Actually? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. 
Yeah. So the song's in A, but I, I sort of learned it in G with a capo. And the, the great thing is it starts with that chord and, you know, it goes to a, a chord that's meant to sound wrong. Mm. And lots of online tabs say it's just the kind of minor two chord, which is like... Completely wrong. Mm. It's, not, it's much more complicated than that. And But like... Um, Wikipedia say it's like a minor seven eleven chord, which would be like kind of uh, basically like playing yeah. playing the open strings on the guitar. But, but it's still it, got that G in the bottom though. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. So there's a really good YouTube guy called the Walrus. The Walrus was Danny, who mm-hmm. says it's a D seven suspended fourth. So quite similar to the Hard Day's Night chord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah, there you go. There it is. And that, it's so good because it's such an ambiguous chord. So it does, in the original, it does sound like it's going wrong. But I, yeah. I just wanted to, I kind of kept on to that chord. Uh, I really like that. It's a really good chord, that. It's, it's also used in Talk Talk um, after the flood. Ooh, lovely. It's mm. an F suspended, F7 suspended fourth. Just beautiful chord because it's between a major and a minor, isn't it? So yeah. it's like, it's not. It's very unsettled and unresolved. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Do you think he was trying to find sort of the weirdest? Because I guess yeah. it doesn't sound that unconventional now. No. But, but I think it's, again, it's George... George is really interested in chords, and I think that it's like it's lovely that it's like the bit in Get Back where he's saying to Billy Preston, you know, what do you call an E with a C in it? You know, yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of like interested in when you're looking at the keyboard. What happens if I put my finger here as well? So I think in that second chord, he might be playing like an A in the left hand and a B minor in the right hand. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's literally this kind of this merging of things. It's really beautifully ambiguous, and it it kind of accentuates this meaning of it sounding wrong, but it also being right. But the, the amazing thing about the, the chorus is the, the chorus is these really psychedelic chords because it's, it's quite Sid Barrett-y, I think. Yeah. But, like that. Mm. And Pink Floyd were recording Piper at the Gates of Dawn, like almost simultaneously. Next door. <laughs> yeah, next door. So there is something of that going on, I think. And they just done Carnival of Lights as well, so there's all this yeah. stuff going on. But the great thing about that chorus is his vocal melody stays the same; it stays on one note. So he's going, oh, nice. so it's like it's literally telling the story of the song. It doesn't matter what chords I play; 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's playing that. You know, so clever. Mm. Oh, yeah. But I never, I didn't really understand all that that was going on until I kind of worked it out mm. and everything. What, have you got a Leslie? Is there some Leslie stuff going on uh, I, I, towards I, the end? Or is that just the tape wobble? It's, it's some tape wobble. Use the mm. J, J37 waves oh, yeah. tape thing, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, which was really good fun. Yeah, I just wanted it to sound like it was kind of going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I, the, the, the best quote I read about it, can I read out this? Is, Please. This yeah. is, um, well, actually, yeah, this, this is a really good, I love this quote, which is from the Hunter Davis book, which is George in 68. But it, it, it kind of sums up that idea that he was kind of basically pushing forward what you can achieve in a song. Because mm. he says, he says, he thought John's line about taking her knickers down and I am the walrus was great. He says, "Why can't you have people fucking as well? It's going on everywhere in the world all the time. So why can't you mention it? It's just a word made up by people. It's meaningless in itself. Keep saying it. Fuck, 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 fuck. See, <laughs> it doesn't mean a thing. So why can't you use it in a song? We will eventually. We haven't started yet. But there's something about that in yeah, yeah, yeah. only a northern song because it's a, it's basically about like what can you achieve in a song? Why yeah, yeah. why can't mm. this be the song? Kind it sounds of like yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Monty Python rant. Yeah, that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But this is brilliant. This is Rob Chapman from Psychedelia and Other Colors. I really love this. It's great. Only a northern song is one of the most misunderstood and maligned works in the entire Beatles canon, conceived in the same curmudgeonly mood that inspired Taxman. A superficial reading of the song would suggest that it was merely Harrison's resentful response to not owning the publishing rights to his material. Ian MacDonald subscribes to this reading and dismisses the song in less than seven lines in Revolution in the Head, calling it a self-indulgent dirge, as well as raising the question of when exactly a drone becomes a dirge. Love that. (laughs) It's great. MacDonald's curt analysis overlooks vital nuances it's only in the song's chorus that Harrison actually comments on his material circumstances, as in his hair and his clothes. Mm. And even that comes with the caveat that it doesn't matter because ultimately nothing does, a very George Harrison thing to say in 1967. Dig beneath the grouchy surface and only a northern song is as much a comment on Harrison's spiritual quest as it is on the small print of his publishing contract. It is also utterly in keeping with the themes of disembodiment disengagement and transcendence that inform most of his songs during this period. Only a Northern Song says as much about the illusory nature of of existence as tomorrow never knows, which is quite a bold claim. Mm. It also confronts something none of the Beatles' other psychedelic songs ever fully grapple with, the effect of listening to music on drugs. The chords are going wrong, the band are not quite right, the harmony is out of key, except they aren't, and it's not, and it's you listening late at night, blissed out of your brain. Uh, <laughs> it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't. Know if... It's interesting to see how what its reputation would be if it was a John song. Yeah, I think people would look at it a bit more kindly. Definitely, I think "Tomorrow Never Knows" is quite a good comparison. Definitely, there's a lot of sort of single note stuff that you mentioned, yeah. and I think a lot of the time when a when a Beatle says, "Oh, that song was rubbish," or when you, when they write off a song, that does tend to affect its reputation. And the fact it, I don't think it would have worked on Pepper. It's just, it's no, just, it's just not, not the right kind of song. No, it's kind of good that it exists in its own kind of. I don't know. It wouldn't fit on any record. It's kind of yeah. perfect where it is. Yeah, totally. But I think all the Sergeant Pepper songs are kind of doing something different. They're all kind of either they're kind of 
like sketches in a comedy show that that, that were all adding up to this whole, but that, but only a northern song is just a really good song. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Who's your drummer on that then? Is that programmed? Uh, that's the Logic drummer. Yeah, the Logic drummer. <laughs> yeah. He's brilliant. He's great. Very reliable man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. In terms of the technical side of playing, it was there anything that was like challenging. Just working out that strange chord and how best yeah. to do it, really. Um, but I mean, my voice is, I mean, so it's in A. The version on Anthology is really interesting. It's slightly sped up, so it's slightly above an mm. A. But I, I played it in E flat and then tuned it down oh, using nice. the Verispeed. So it's between yeah. D and E flat. But I can't, I find it, I, I mean, it's a lot easier to sing than Michelle. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Absolutely oh. love that. So beautiful. Thanks. Good stuff. Uh, that will cha- honestly change the way that I listen to that song. Cool. Every time I hear it. And that's the point of the exercise, I suppose, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Laughing and learning. Yeah. Um, so, Johnny. Okay. Should we have a little listen to Rain? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it.
Well. That was fabulous. I think we can all agree. Amazing. Incredible. I don't know where to start. <laughs> really beautiful. Thank really you. beautifully produced. You're saying you hadn't heard it in uh, on in I've never heard before. it. I've, Do you well, mix on headphones? Then? Yes, I've been. Well, I've got a um, a plugin which is like acts as speakers, like oh, a fake okay. speaker plugin. Right. Um, so you put a lot of hours into it. Yeah, I got really like a. So, 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 uh, the, so it's the weekend when we started making it because of the sort of bare bones of it I made basically as in everything that happens tracking wise if that makes sense yeah, yeah. all of the vocal of the and I ha- that's like that, that those piano sounds are from a cassette that I've had for years that I've right. always been using for stuff right. it's my friend Rebecca's GCSE music piece oh, it sounded so oh, kind of <laughs> I, there was a, oh, years ago. I think there was a. I used to. Ha, I've been. I basically have been using those those piano sounds for for yeah. for like my whole life. <laughs> mm. uh, um, it, literally, and, um, it literally sounds like a kind of very expensive piano sound plugin that I'm getting yeah, yeah. aggressively yeah. marketed on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it has yeah. that incredible nostalgic quality. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, uh, uh, so all of that stuff happened quite quickly. And I was that was like oh I'll do because I've worked out that I could do the melody, but rather than yeah. if I go one step up I can yeah. make it sort of modal and more like right. yeah. sort of sad, mm. and then and then you can keep that tonic drone going yeah. the whole way through with that. There's not really any dissonance. No, and then yeah. and then and then, but then it's like afterwards it was once that I it was just like a lot of, I just kept. Basically, that's what I've, I've, I've spent a long time doing. That. I mean, I mean, that, is that, I don't know if that's that good to say. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think uh, so. um, um, I should say, oh no, that just took me like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 what, what's the um, the vocal software? You it's use? called Vocaloid. There's mm. something because it does have that un, uncanny valley quality I think, where it, yeah. so, it sounds so when, like human, but not quite. Yeah, that it kind of I becomes it, its own thing, and it wor- it worked quite well. When they sing together, it will, it sounds especially yeah. nice. Yeah. It? How do you get them to say shy? Well, that's actually you have to write it in. But <laughs> but they sort of say it sounds like they're saying try, which yeah. I also quite like. Uh, uh, um, How do you spell shy? I spell it S H Y and then hyphen I E hyphen I E to get the I I I. brilliant! It's like a weird way you have to write it to get it to. I think I said it. And yeah, and then I left it. With can you hear me? Because mm. uh, there's like a, mm. another bit where they where there's like that's not the end of the song, but that's I thought that would be the best because that's me. That was me because I've been, been feeling quite depressed and that 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 but I was really clinging to that. Working on that song was like what I've been doing right. as like my thing to do, and that so when it's saying can you hear me, that's me trying to say it yeah. and it trying mm. to say it to me. So I was like it. Yeah, a bit, that's I've had a very spiritual experience yeah. with that. Well, song. it's a spiritual song. <laughs> I mean, it, but that's the thing. It's like what you, I think. What you've done, which is so amazing, is that song is so at the time would have just sounded so transcendent and was really about expressing this very visionary, like drug-induced state. And now you know, because it was like kind of the blueprint. For basically how Oasis sound. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah when you yeah. listen to Rain now, it's kind of hard to think about how it might have sounded so fresh at the time. But what you, mm. I feel like you've kind of 
given it that like wow. freshness. And well, that and that kind of transportative quality of it. Now it just kind of slaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like amazing fast yeah. baseline and stuff but yeah. that like really felt like you could kind of take off it reminded me of like <laughs> what that was daydreaming that radiohead song that has mm. that similar like piano looping thing that just sort of you know you come back to you know when it stops you have to shake yourself out a bit but yeah what um, was the guitar was that were you playing the guitar in the background that's yeah yeah well the, the mm. that was that well that's um um that's a version of i mean this is bad because i it's ba- it's basically i rec- i'm i that's my version of in the bleak midwinter <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which i just recorded anyway and then i sort of with a um like a delay pedal just into my four track mm. this years ago and then i i wanted to put guitar in it and i listened to it back and was like i could just it just sounded it had this it hit the right notes over the top for the chorus mm. so that's what that is and the end of that is and it's quite it's like quite kind of the the ending bit is like quite sort of modal mm. and sort of but it just works so it's like i just thought i'll just use that it reminded me of that first loose fur album with Jim oh Rook yeah mm. jeff um, tweedy where the the kind of the, the uh, the mix of these kind of almost incidental sounding guitar parts is quite mm. high and so it kind of focuses yeah, yeah, yeah. your mind in a weird way it's like why is this bit happening now kind of yeah thing, they're, they're always quite loud the guitar yeah but no yeah it wasn't yeah no i knew I, 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 <laughs> but, but it that's yeah because it was like i was kept trying to decide whether it was better for it to, to jump out and yeah i kept being like but is it normal to have things that are louder than something else yeah. <laughs> like, you're not and, I, and then i decided that she thought it would be like cool to have, i don't know have things sort of pulling your attention to different sides of the stereo spectrum yeah yeah it was really beautiful very beautifully mixed as well thank you were there any elements that of the original that you made a conscious decision to get rid of it's like that bass line or you know because that is that's Uh, probably what it's kind of famous for or you just got sort of stuck into the melody i just got so yeah Yeah. it's once i once i decided i was gonna because I had that loop on. I was originally going to sing it. This is mm. like, this is how it all, but I always do the Vocaloid stuff and it, everyone thinks it's like, that's my first idea. But it's always <laughs> that I'm originally going to sing it. Yeah. Do you and do it as like a scratch track? And, and then, then I'm like, oh, actually, I'll just, oh, right. and then it's yeah. sat and I'm like, I'll just use the Vocaloid. And then when I thought, oh, I'll do the sort of higher, I'll change the melody slightly. And then once I did that, I couldn't really go back to the source of the song that much. Because mm. it was like I'd already took it to this other. I mean, I don't want to sound like, and I don't know. But either way, I, I'll just sound how I, however it is I'm mm. sounding. But I realised I'd already took it sort of too far in my in in one direction, so I couldn't really go too much back to the source and try and get more stuff out of it. It was just I was like at that point I was like I'll just use it as a kind of a. Have you ever read that um, Don DeLillo book, Underworld? <laughs> yeah, well, the first hundred pages. There's <laughs> a bit where <laughs> someone goes to see a bit of, of, of art in the desert and it goes and just sees it for a second and then drives off again. And they, go, <laughs> and they talk about how that's just a good way of seeing something. Right. So, like, I thought I'd try to sort of limit my um, exposure to... I mean, I know the song, but I yeah. tried to limit my exposure to what I, my version right. and the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I just had a sort of spark of it and then... 
So how did you change the melody then? So the original is like... So I can't really sing. Right. But I, did, yeah. I was like, made it like... So if you, yeah, the original, you need to have a chord change that's change. quite... So that you need, it needs to be like basically a 4-5, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite sort of harmonically boring. But yours is so open-ended because it is... It, oh, I don't, no, I sound like, I'm oh. rubbish with modes, but it is modal, isn't it? Sort of. Yeah. I don't. Un I've never understood what modal means. Actually, <laughs> like, uh, like, um, so modal would be like you know, like a, a normal scale, like da 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 da. Yeah. It'd be modal, but like the what's the fourth one? Lydian, da 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 da. Like, uh, or like, oh, I'm rappers delight. Dum ba dum bum 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 ba bum. That's Dorian mode. Right. And you think yeah. it sounds like a scale, but weird. Right. Yeah, just things that aren't conventional. Like that's how someone's gonna. That's gonna. If anyone out there is listening and knows, what I'm, <laughs> what, 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 what I'm so sorry for saying mm. that, but that's how it feels to me. Yeah. Okay, Jack from the future here. I'm going to try and explain that a little bit better now. I haven't had several cans. Um, <laughs> so basically, a mode is a type of scale. And a musical scale is a series of pitches in a distinct order. And the most common scale that we use is the diatonic major scale, which is all the white notes from C to C. And the distance between those pitches, the intervals between them, are different in different modes, essentially. So if you go from D to D in all of the white notes, that is the Dorian mode. But that obviously can be transposed into different keys. So what it means is that those intervals are a set sequence. I don't know if that is helpful at all, and I've probably explained it quite badly, but essentially that's it. Go to Wikipedia. Oh, it was so good. It was, it was quite moving. Uh, oh, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, what is your? Are you a fan of the original? Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was no. your relationship to it? Uh, I, I, was it I, one you grew up with? Not really. No. Um, I was a one I knew, but wasn't. It, it didn't. Uh, it didn't hang heavy in my mind. Mm. But a real, a real good one. And and I, I, mainly, I sort of liked what he was saying. About like the weather. Yeah, about <laughs> the weather and about I could, like. When I'm feeling more optimistic, I get this sort of pleased feeling when I confront that sort of, it's like sort of weird Zen slash nihilism mm. thing. Mm. It makes me feel happy when I'm feeling, it makes me feel awful in the middle of the night. Mm. But <laughs> in the daytime, sometimes mm. that's sort of what he's saying. I can really get on board with. So yeah, I quite, I, that's what I was drawing inspiration from. I think this is in the Rob Chapman book again, but he, he mentions about how psychedelia is about this kind of, what it does very well is about the kind of the earthly and the divine kind of thing. Mm. So like, you know, in it's all too much. It's about what's the line about coming back for, for tea or something. But rain is about sipping the, the line about sipping lemonade, which yeah, takes they, it yeah. totally back down to earth, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. But it, but, but that's kind of that marriage of the, it's very Lenin-y, isn't it? Yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And mm. three again, three very different approaches. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Johnny, um, no for joining us. And thanks, yeah. Robin, for your amazing efforts. Well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, really, really enjoyed, no pun intended, hey. listening, <laughs> listening to those. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, we'll make them available for you to listen somewhere on Personal Beatles. Uh, keep an eye on our socials and stuff for a link to them. Um, any last words, Robin? You look like you're about to read something off your phone. Oh, yeah, set me on a silver sun for I know that I'm free. Show me that I'm everywhere and get me home for tea.
Is that from the Wikipedia for the film Arachnophobia? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a bit of the production thing. You keep editing it, don't you? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Thanks, guys, Super. very much for having me. That's Thank been you. one of the best experiences of my life has been making that song. Wow. Well, I'm not great. kidding. There you go. High wow. praise. <laughs> well, maybe we'll be able to coax you back next year. You, well, you keep, try and keep me away. <laughs> well, That's one brilliant. day we'll have a whole blue and red album of these. Yeah. <laughs> 60. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye bye, KBO. Bye. KBO, keep beetling on. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.